For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. We are powered up and ready to go for this week 15 edition of Jumping the Gun. It is powered by Patterson Square Garden. Along with Daniel, I'm Derek Gunn. And wow, as we head into week number 15, boy, you talk about a stumbling block. But before we get to week 15, let's take a quick look back. Because I know Daniel cannot wait to talk about <laughs> week number 14. He is gloating because why, Daniel? Take it away. Because I finally got off the losing streak. I got the win. This past week, uh, I went ten and four. You went eight and six. Solid Ouch. week for both of us. But um, honestly, if, if I'm being honest, I'm kind of surprised that I won. Uh, last week, there was so many weird things happening in games with, uh, like Lamar Jackson getting hurt, um, players going coming in and out, uh, and we're going to talk about this a little bit with the games coming up this week. Um, but hey, I got the win, so that's all that counts at the end of the day. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> all right, uh, as, as we look ahead to week number fifteen. The dark cloud hovering over the league right now is COVID. On Monday, a record number 37 players tested positive for COVID. As of as of uh, Wednesday, the day we are recording this uh, jumping the gun, more than 25 more players have been added to the COVID list and no team more decimated by COVID than the Washington football team that which we will talk about a little bit later on, but uh it's going to be even trickier now to try to uh, pick teams this week because so many teams are affected by COVID. As a matter of fact, seven teams are now in in the enhanced COVID protocol, which means they have an abundance of players uh, on the COVID uh, list right now. So, Daniel, uh, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we'll just spin the wheel and give it a shot. So let's uh, go through week number 15. Yeah, we're going to see a lot of weird weird results this week, but we'll try to predict as best as we can. We had the, the Chiefs on Thursday night playing the Chargers uh, in Los Angeles. The Chiefs are getting three points in L.A. Wow, what a game that should be. Chiefs uh, trying to control the uh, AFC West. They are on a six-game lose, uh, excuse me, six-game winning streak. The Chargers 
are right behind them one game back in a very tight division up and down from, from first place to last place in that division. Uh, the Chiefs, I'll tell you what, the one thing that was killing the Chiefs was their defense. The last six games, the defense has been giving up less than 15 points a game. So the defense, whatever the reason, has turned it around. Uh, is, I think this is going to be one of those shootouts of the OK Corral. I'm going to take the Chiefs at home with the points. Yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs at home also with the points. This is a huge game for the Chargers. Uh, it could end up being a statement win. I think it's going to be um, – uh, this is going to end up being a very close game. Um, but I, I, end up, I do trust the Chiefs a little bit more than I trust the Chargers right now. Uh, Chargers have been playing great as of late. But as we know with the Chargers over the past few years, you never know which Chargers team is going to show up. This is a huge game. The Chargers are a young team. So I'm going to take the Chiefs here on the road. Next, we're moving to Saturday games now. This week we have two Saturday games. Uh, we have the Raiders at the Browns. The Raiders are getting one and a half points on the road in Cleveland. Well, this was an, this is going to be an interesting game because uh, Baker Mayfield is one of those players in uh, COVID protocol right now. And of course, uh, Jarvis Landry is also in COVID protocol uh, for the Browns as well. Uh, wow. You know, the Raiders are at the bottom of the heap in the uh, AFC West. Um, you know, they're, they're trying to work their way up the ladder. The Browns are tied for second place with uh, Cincinnati, and they're both one game behind Baltimore in that division. Uh, no Baker Mayfield. Uh, Browns still have a lot of talent. Um, wow. I, it, it, it's almost like a coin flip, but because the Raiders are so desperate, I'm going to pick the Raiders in this game. All right. Well, this is the beginning of a lot of who knows what's going to happen games. Uh, I'm going to go with the Browns. Uh, I don't really uh, know, uh, know, have a, a reason for this pick. Uh, Case Keenum uh, could end up being the starting quarterback. Uh, I just feel like the Browns, that, that was a big win for them uh, against the Ravens. I feel like the Raiders, uh, as I said last week, everything that's happened to them uh, going uh, so far this year has finally started starting to catch up with them uh, and their performance on the field. Uh, I think the Raiders are going to start to pack it in for the season, and I'm going with the Browns, who are still trying to fight for a playoff spot. Uh, next on Saturday, we have the Patriots at the Colts. The Colts are getting two and a half games, uh, two, excuse me, two and a half points in Indianapolis. It's amazing how uh, two months ago, nobody was really talking about the Patriots, but since they've won their last seven straight, and they are now up in the AFC West by two games over Buffalo, uh, everybody's talking about the Patriots now as being a favorite to go to the Super Bowl. You know, Mac Jones has been playing better and better every week. Bill Belichick has a Cheshire Cat grin on his face because uh, he's got a quarterback. More importantly, he's got a defense that's been balling out lately. Uh, I'm going to take the Patriots. Uh, you know, I, I think the Colts have a good team. I think the Colts could pull this game off. The Colts are just as desperate. You know, they're two games behind Tennessee in the AFC South. Uh, but for some reason, Carson Wentz will find a way to lose this game for him. Yeah, I'm going to blame it on Carson Wentz. Yes, I am. So I'm going to take the Patriots on the road right now. It's funny you say that two months ago, nobody was talking about the Patriots. You can say the same thing about the Colts. I mean, the Colts have, are finally above 500. Uh, I'm going to take the Colts here. Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor is making a case for Offensive Player of the Year. He's been unstoppable. Whenever I feel like whenever the Colts need something to get going, they just give the ball to Jonathan Taylor behind that great offensive line, and he just finds a way to get it done. Um, so I'm going with the Colts here. I, I think 
Uh, it's in Indianapolis. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the home team. I think the Patriots' winning streak comes to an end here. Now, moving over to Sunday, we have the Panthers at the Bills. The Bills are getting 10.5 points in Buffalo. Man, I, I can't figure out the Buffalo Bills, man. I really can't. I thought this was the year for them to shine. They've lost their last two games. They're slowly fading in the AFC East. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know about this team, but I think this is the one game where they can get it back on track. They keep themselves in that playoff conversation. So I'm going to take Buffalo in this game. I got to take Buffalo in this game. I believe in Sean McDermott this week. Yeah, they lost two straight games. and But if you really look at those games... Two very win- winnable games. I mean, you, ha- you you get Tom Brady and, and uh, they get both uh, uh, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady back to back weeks. How funny is that? Um, they get Bill Belichick running the ball all over them last week, and what I still consider to be a little bit of a fluke type of game. And then you have Tom Brady doing Tom Brady things to you. So I, I don't think there's really much you could do about that, especially with a secondary where you have Tre'Davious White who's out for the year. Uh, but I'm taking the Bills here. I don't think the Bills are in as much trouble uh, as a lot of people do. I think they can get back in shape. Um, and I do trust the talent offensively. So I'm taking the Bills here with the 10.5 points. Next, we have the Cardinals at the Lions. The Cardinals are getting 13 points on the road in Detroit. Man, I tell you what, the uh, Cardinals uh, shocked me uh, by losing that game to San Francisco and the manner in which they lost that game. They could have won that game. They at least could have tied and sent it overtime. But, man, that last drive they had where they were discombobulated, nobody knew what they were doing. The offensive line looked out of sync. And so now uh, Arizona's got to regroup. But I think uh, considering who they're playing, I don't think there's any way they go into Detroit and lose that game. Yeah, I agree. I think the Cardinals... I definitely I'm picking the Cardinals here with the points but I think this week is going to get overshadowed a little bit with the loss of DeAndre Hopkins um, for the rest of the regular season with I think it was a knee injury Um, yep they're they're looking to they think they can get him back by the time of the playoffs but man this team really needed that number one seed Um, playing at home for that team is a big advantage I don't really know if this team wants to go to uh, to Green Bay in the middle of January. Uh, I don't think that that suits this team very well. I'm picking the Cardinals here, but that's a big loss uh, for the Cardinals and, and DeAndre Hopkins for the rest of the regular season. Next, we have the Jets at the Dolphins. The Dolphins are getting 10 points at home in Miami. Well, the Dolphins, uh, wow, they've won five straight. They're hanging on by a thread. They're still one game below sea level, but more importantly, they're still in the playoff conversation. Uh, Brian Flores has them playing much better football as of late. Uh, I don't see any way, shape, or form they lose this game. I think they win this game big and, and cover the spread. Yeah, this is a <laughs> Brian Flores has been looking forward all week to get to play against this this Jets offense that that can't get anything together going against a normal defense, let alone the Dolphins' defense, which has been playing amazing over this five-game winning streak. I feel like about a month ago, somebody told the Pan- or the, uh, the the Dolphins and uh, the Colts that they don't have their first-round pick this coming year. And and all of a sudden, they both <laughs> both of the teams realized that there's no reason to lose, lose these games, and they just both turned it on. Uh, so I, I'm taking the Dolphins here with the points. The Jets are just dead in the water. They couldn't beat the Saints in home uh, at home against Taysom Hill. It's it's not looking good for the Jets, and it's about that same time of year where we always begin to write off the Jets. So uh, going with the Dolphins here. Next, we have the Cowboys at the Giants. 
the Cowboys are getting 10.5 points in New York. Well, Dallas uh, finally got it back on track. Uh, they've won two in a row now. Uh, their offense is still struggling, and Dak Prescott is not being as efficient with the ball as we were accustomed to seeing him being. But then again, the Giants are the Giants. Giants have lost two in a row. We still don't know the status of Daniel Jones yet. He's missed the last couple of games with an injury. Uh, The Cowboys, they're up by three games in the uh, NFC East on both Washington and Philadelphia. They know they need to close this thing out early uh, and and worry more so about positioning and seeding the last few games. I think Dallas wins this game uh, with the points. I agree. There's not really much to nothing really much to this. Uh, Mike Glennon looks like he's going to be the starter this coming week uh, for the Giants. We still don't know about Daniel Jones, but if that's the case, e- either way, honestly, I'm taking the Cowboys here with the points. The Cowboys put a put a beat down against the Washington team and a team a team that really needed that win, uh, and they just made it look easy. The game was never close. Uh, so yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys here against the Giants. Next, we have the Titans at the Steelers. The Titans are getting one and a half points in Pittsburgh. Well, Steelers are on the ropes. Uh, they're at 500, you know, at 6-6-1. Six, six, uh, the Titans, uh, they're trying to hold that two-game lead, at least over the Colts. Uh, Pittsburgh uh, has some issues. Um, they have not played consistent football all season long. Uh, they lost their last outing. Everybody's talking about Ben Roethlisberger needs to hang it up. Uh, what's the matter with the defense? The defense has been a sieve. Hasn't played Steeler-type football. But, um, man, this, this is a tough one. Wow. This is one of those games you go, Ooh, what do you do here? You know, Tennessee has played fairly well, but they're still not the same team without Derrick Henry back there. I, I'm going to take the Titans on the road. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a big Ryan Tannehill fan, but I'm going to take the Titans on the road in this game. Yeah, this is a tough game. The Steelers look uh, look like they're down. And they've been letting teams run all over them. I mean, Dalvin Cook just made it look easy last week against the Steelers' defense. And we're like you said, we're not used to seeing a de- the Steelers' defense give up that many big plays. But, man, this Titans team without Derrick Henry, it's tough. They do have Julio Jones, so I, I'm going to go with the Titans. But I don't feel confident with this pick. This game can go either way. And it honestly wouldn't surprise me if the Steelers win this game and keep us hanging around keep hanging around in that playoff conversation they just don't go away I mean the second you think they're down and out they come back but I am going to take the Titans in this game next we have probably the worst game of the week we have the Houston Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars the Jaguars are getting three and a half points at home for what it's worth uh, 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 <laughs> what a dog what a dog of a game this one is um Man, you talk about two teams going nowhere fast. Uh, Jacksonville has two wins, and uh, the Texans have two wins. They're both 2-11 and 11 in the same division. This is the battle to stay out of the basement in the AFC South. I like the Texans just a little bit better than I like the Jaguars in this game, so I'm going to take Houston in this game. Oh, man, I'm also taking Houston. And I don't feel <laughs> I don't feel, I don't ever feel good about taking Houston. Did you hear the report that came out from uh, the ex kicker of the the Jaguars, um, Josh Lambeau, said that Urban Meyer kicked him in practice. Yeah, uh, can you to, believe to, that? Before the season, I mean, I don't know what's going on in Jacksonville. Um, 
<laughs> uh, after the last game, they, they asked uh, Urban Meyer about one of the players and uh, if he was going to see an increased role or uh, what the plan was with him. And he said that he thought he saw more snaps this uh, this week than he did the week before. Turns out that that player that he was talking about actually didn't play in the game at all. So, <laughs> so I don't know what's going on in Jacksonville. I'm, uh, I don't think Urban Meyer is going to last very long, honestly. No. Um, but with all of that going around them right now, I'm going with the Texans. Uh, this, again, this doesn't feel great, but Tyrod Taylor, find a way to get the win this, this week, I guess. Uh, anyway, on to some more real games. We have the Bengals at the Broncos. The Broncos are getting two and a half points in Denver. What? Yeah. Really? Yep, the Broncos the are Bengals the are the favorites over Cincinnati? Yeah. Hey, look, I, I don't care. You know, they're both they're both in third place in their division. Although Cincinnati is tied with Cleveland for second place, but it's something about Joe Burrow and when they turn it on, man, they can be lethal. The Bengals remind me a lot of the Chargers. When their game is on, they are lethal. And so, with that said, I'm taking the Bengals on the road to go to Denver. I don't trust Teddy Bridgewater one iota. Um, Denver has some great offensive weapons, but I don't think they have the right quarterback. So I'm going to take Joe Burrow and all those guys are going to Denver and get it done. I completely agree, and that and that was a great um, that's a great analogy between two teams. The Bengals are very similar to the Chargers in the way that some some weeks they'll just fumble the bag completely, and you, you never understand what how they can lose some of the games that the way they the way they do. I mean, the Bengals lost to the Jets this year, which I still don't understand. But yeah, I'm taking the Bengals here on the road against the the Broncos. I hope this Bengals team can find its way into the playoffs. This is a very fun team to watch and I'd love to see uh see them in a playoff game. That I think that would be uh, very fun to watch. Uh next we have the Falcons at the Niners. The Niners are getting 9 points at home in San Francisco. Yeah, that sounds about right. The Niners know what they need to do. Uh, San Francisco, uh, big win for them on the road. Um, you know, uh, they, they just they just have to. San Francisco is one of those teams. They have the talent to do it, but you don't know what they're going to do week in and week out. But in this particular case, you know, uh, Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo, all those guys, they know what's at stake. I'm taking the Niners in this game. I'm also taking the Niners. And, man, last week, it felt like George Kittle has just recently gone into a whole different zone that he's been in uh, earlier this year. He looks like the George Kittle uh, of old that went that was going crazy when they were going to the Super Bowl. Uh, whenever Garoppolo gets in trouble, he just looks to 85, he, and he bails him out 99% of the time. And this uh, Juwan Jennings has been playing great uh, as of late as well. Uh, rookie wide receiver and... I mean, this Niners team, they find a way to get it done. They're they're a run-first team. They put Debo Samuel all over the field. So they just have... There's a lot of stuff that you need to look uh, look for with this offense. And Kyle Shanahan is on hot streak. He's pushing all the right buttons at the, at the right time. This Niners team is kind of scary. Uh, and I didn't believe in them, believe in them early in the season. So uh, I'm going to take them here uh, against the Falcons uh, with the points. Next, we have a divisional matchup. Between the Seahawks and the Rams, uh, the, the Rams are getting four and a half points in Los Angeles. Seahawks and the Rams. Rams. Man, what a win they got in Arizona. They got their revenge on Kyler Murray and those guys. Seahawks, well, they're playing better football. 
but this season is basically over for the Seahawks. They're just playing out the season. Although they are not mathematically eliminated, they've won their last two games. Russell Wilson seems to be coming back to form, but I, I can't I can't take Seattle in this game. There's no way I'm taking Seattle. I don't care if they – you said Seattle's at home. Yeah, no, I, I can't. Los Angeles. Uh, oh, at Los, Los Angeles. Okay. Angeles. Yep. Yeah, there's no, there's no question. I'm taking the Rams. Rams know what's at stake here. I'm taking the Rams. Yep, I agree. <laughs> Again, I'm taking the Rams here. Uh, Odell Beckham looks like he's getting comfortable in this offense. And Matt Stafford finally getting off of his cold streak. Uh, he stopped turning the ball over as he had that streak with uh, throwing pick sixes. He finally he looks like the Matt Stafford that we saw early in the season. He looks comfortable again. Um, I'm taking the Rams here, and I think they're gonna uh, go into the playoffs with a little bit of a hot streak. So yeah, but taking, we but we, we should we should also note Odell Beckham's in in, in COVID protocol that's true, now. That's true. So and, he's probably not even playing this week. What's interesting about that is is now how does that also affect the Cardinals? Um, I mean. That Monday night game, you got players that are going into COVID protocol all over the place. So, that being said, I still trust uh, the Rams over the Seahawks. Um, but I, I do like this Rams team going forward. Next, we have the Packers at the Ravens. The Packers are getting six and a half points in Baltimore. Yeah, the big key there is um, will Lamar Jackson play or not with that ankle sprain? Uh, he didn't finish out a game last week. Uh, the Ravens, man, they continue to be decimated by injuries. Now they're down their top cornerback as well. They're down three running backs. They're hurt across the board. Aaron Rodgers has his team balling. For whatever the case may be, as banged up as Green Bay is, they're missing three or four pro bowlers on both sides of the ball. But it's been the next man up mentality for Green Bay. Rasul Douglas, of all people, who was on a scrap heap. He couldn't last in Philadelphia. He couldn't last in Carolina. He couldn't even get on the 53-man squad in Arizona. Green Bay picks him up off the scrap heap, and he's had back-to-back games where he's had pick sixes, and he has helped solidify the back end of that defense while their, their top cornerback, Zaire Alexander, continues to be out with that shoulder injury. Uh, but I think Green Bay's rolling right now. Aaron Rodgers is on a mission, whether or not this is his last season of Green Bay or not. Green Bay right now controls the top seed in the NFC. They're not about to let that slip away in Baltimore this week. I agree. Um, the pattern taking the Packers here with the points. This is just this is catching the Ravens at a bad time. But honestly, this has been a it's been a bad time for the Ravens most of the season with these injuries. But I mean, Lamar Jackson with a bum ankle, it, that that's a tough injury for a quarterback as mobile as him to come back from and to, to be at a hundred percent. Like you said, the Packers uh, they've been on a roll. It looked for a second that the Bears were going to make a game out of that going up early in that Sunday night game, and then the Packers just flipped the switch. And they put up 45 points uh, against that Bears, uh, the Bears defense. Uh, I'm taking the Packers here with the points. Um, rough, rough time for for Baltimore to, to have to play against Cleveland last week with Lamar Jackson getting hurt, and then have to face the Packers this week. That's not a good look. <laughs> uh, next, we have the Saints at the Bucks on Sunday night. The Bucks are getting 11 points in Tampa. You know, in recent years, that used to be a game everybody looked forward to. Drew Brees against Tom Brady. Drew Brees no longer there. Saints no longer play the way they're capable of playing. They do get Alvin Kamara back again. And they claim he'll make a big difference in their offense, which he will. I don't think he'll make enough of a difference in this game. Great divisional history between these two. But right now, Tampa Bay has the distinct advantage over that squad. I'm taking Tampa Bay with the Bucks in this, oh, with the points in this game. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's not really much to this. The Bucks are a team looking to get the number one seed in the NFC. 
and the Saints are they're trying to play spoiler but even even with that I don't think they have enough to get it done in Tampa Bay uh, taking Tom Brady uh, to keep it rolling and I think that 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 fight with uh, between the Bucks and the Packers for that number one seed is, is going to go on one more week Monday night now we have the Vikings at the Bears the Vikings are getting three and a half points in Chicago uh, well, the Bears put up a good showing against Green Bay for 30 minutes, but as you know, it's a 60-minute football game. Uh, the Vikings, I still can't figure this team out. They're up one week, down the next week, up one week, down the next week. They won their last game. They're on a one-game winning streak. Uh, they're not going to catch Green Bay. They're behind Green Bay by four games with uh, four to play. Green Bay wins one more game. They wrap up the division. Uh, Minnesota's still very much in the playoff picture. They're one of uh, five teams in the NFC. With identical six and seven records, uh, so I, I, man, I, I'm going to take the Vikings in this one. I, you know, I'm, it's not a sure pick, but I'm going to take the Vikings here. I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm getting a little tired of seeing the Bears on national television. Same here. <laughs> it's. I feel like it's every week, and every week they're just getting trounced on by a new opponent. I'm taking the Vikings here. I think they they run through the Bears, but honestly, like before the season. How, they knew what the, the Bears weren't good last year. Why are they getting so many nationally televised games here at the end of the season? It's it's been rough to watch. Um, but anyway, I'm taking the Vikings here. I think uh, they're still pushing for that uh, fight, that wild card spot. Um, yeah. Uh, next we have the Washington Football Team at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are getting seven points at home in Philly. Yeah. Yeah. Washington is only seven. When yeah. you consider, I expect that that point spread to go up. When you consider Washington is probably the most devastated team because of COVID, they now have 18 players on the COVID list, and that includes five of their top six off uh, defensive linemen who are on the COVID protocol now. The Eagles lead the league in rushing at 160 yards per game. Uh, Washington's defense is number five against the run, giving up less than 94 yards a game. But considering how devastated Washington is uh, with this COVID protocol, uh, first of all, I'm shocked they're even going to play the game. We still don't know the status of uh, you know uh, Jalen Hurts right now. When he spoke to the media on Wednesday, he said he's going to try to play. So it could be a Gardner Minshew all over again if Jalen's ankle is not, that high ankle sprain is not healed up yet. But because Washington is so devastated, and right now Washington controls that seventh playoff spot, I think they lose control of it this week here in Philadelphia at Lincoln Financial Field. Yeah, I'm also taking the Eagles. But, I mean, one of the biggest players that, that might not even play for Washington is Terry McLaurin. I mean, Terry McLaurin, yeah. not even in COVID protocol, but he's still in concussion protocol. Uh, so he's still questionable. They haven't cleared him yet. And we all know Terry McLaurin, when he, he circles those games against the Eagles every year because he, he always seems to just ball out against us. Um, and so I feel like until... Uh, until Terry McLaurin, if they, if they declare him out, I'm not counting this Washington football team out just yet. Uh, I've seen what he could do to, do to an Eagles defense. So I'm, I'm not 100% confident yet. Uh, and like you said, we don't even know who's going to end up being quarterback for the Eagles. Uh, I'm taking the Eagles. I really hope they get this done. I mean, this is, this is a huge game. Um, and it's only going to get more difficult from here, uh, having to go into Washington uh, in a couple weeks uh, after this. If the Eagles find a way to blow this game, with Washington being so decimated by COVID, 
the walls of Philadelphia are going to come crumbling down and people are going to be screaming at this team for losing to a team that's limping in here. Right now, it's 18 players. We don't know how many of those might test you know, negative before Sunday, but still, right now, 18 players. That's a huge number and a huge deficit to overcome. Uh, so Philadelphia, you know what's at stake here, whether it's Jalen Hurts or Gardner Minshew under center, you know what you got to do. Uh, no Quez Watkins. Quez, Quez Watkins is in, in uh, COVID protocol as well, but they don't throw him the ball much anyway. <laughs> so I'm going to stick with the Eagles. The point spread you said is seven right now. I expect yes. it to be up by nine or ten by the weekend. Well, it's funny you say that this that the Eagles need to get this one done, uh, especially because of, of how decimated the Washington football team is. But isn't this the, like, wouldn't this be the type of game that the Eagles find a way to lose? I mean, I just feel yes. like when the odds are completely stacked in the, in the Eagles' favor, that's when they crumble. I, I mean, they need to, I feel like they need to be the underdog to finally wake up. So I'm taking the Eagles, but you never know with, with us. Well, there you have it, the week number 15 picks in the National Football League. Of course, we'll be back next week to recap what has happened in a COVID-decimated week and see who survived and who it did not. And as they continue to jockey for a position, of course, we will update the playoff positioning as well. So until next time, for my man Daniel Shabazi and I'm Derek Gunn, this has been Jumping the Gun. So long, everybody. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.